to another episode of the Mixed Witches podcast. I literally almost said that other podcast name that I'm ta- I tell you about all the time. So close. <laughs> it's like, that's not ours. Wait, 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 wait. I had to pause. I was like, wait, your brain's full of all this other shit that you've been learning. What is the name of our podcast? <laughs> it's not that close. They're not that close together. Anyways, how was your week? I know you told me about those guys that you were going to rip their eyeballs out and make them decorations. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. I just don't like when people stare. It really just mm, irks. It makes me violent. Because it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. Like, why do you, why you scare other people? I don't understand. What do you get out of it? Nothing. <laughs> As angry as Kotsky. Yeah. We were sitting, me and my dad were sitting in the car, and they were just staring. I was just like, I'm going to get out. I'm going to get out. It just hurts the people, because I don't understand. It's like, sir... Sir, but that has been my week was fine. Like, um, oh, and yeah, I mean, when it's men, it's even worse. <laughs> just a gaggle of men just staring. Just, mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm like, see, no, I'm not. I would like to say I'm that timid female to just turn away and ignore it, but no, I'll throw hands. I don't care. <laughs> it's literally like. The way that Eliza Schlesinger explains it in her, um... Yeah. I want to say her first special. I'm not going in, gonna go into that because I, I know that I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna talk. I'm just gonna talk. That's what this is, but that's not what this podcast is. Not what this episode's about. <laughs> that's not what this episode's about. Not about her. It absolutely is not. Uh, and I think you start this time... If memory serves correct, I think maybe. Did you want to? Did, did you want to talk about the Raven Cycle? I will. I am. Do you want me to talk about it first? <laughs> yeah, you go first because I'll just I'll piggyback off you. Okay, cool. Let <laughs> me get into my rant. Let's you try. get into you get into that and get into all the. Just, get into all that psychic mess. Yeah. Let me, let me get into my rant mode. And I'll, and I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my rant mode, my, uh, my, can talk for hours about this mode. I'm not going to talk for hours, I swear. I could, though. <laughs> all I have is my, 
All I have is my Pinterest. I don't even have notes. I just have my Pinterest board about <laughs> psychic abilities open. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm ready. <laughs> I know. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I can't. I was trying to write these notes in the middle of class. Well, not the middle of class. It was during break. But then, like, I started seeing people glance, and I was like, you know what? I'll just... Because I write my notes in pen. But I've been writing chapters in class for uh, my good old fic. And while that's... I started one chapter, and I was looking at the first sentence, and I was like, hmm, if anybody looks over... Like, if Ray looks over, he's going to be real confused. That poor boy, he ain't no going to know what to do with himself. He's going to be like, what is that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Your first class is a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I am talking about one of my favorite ever book series. Because it's my turn. It's really not. I just decided. It's, it's my turn to talk about pop culture. Yep. Which I guess books could be... A- anyway. <laughs> so, I'm talking about The Raven Cycle. Like I've said like 60 times. It's by Maggie Stiefvater. If you haven't read it, you should go check it out if you're interested. It's YA, so it might not be for everybody. Um, but anyway. So, getting into this. The... The whole point, like, the beginning, the first Raven Cycle book, The Raven Boys, is about, like, it starts out primarily talking about Blue and how she's not a psychic in a house full of psychics. And I cannot imagine something, (laughs) I can't imagine something worse, but that would just not be, not be, like, a solid place to be. Yeah. Um, but it follows, it switches between four main points of view and follows five teenagers because Noah comes in and out, you know, as a ghost, he kind of just pops in, he goes back out, he gets his whole thing in the last book, and I think he only has one POV in his, obviously in his point of view, Um, and that's in the last book, Closer to the End, which brings everything together. Anyways, so, The Raven Cycle, psychics, they are abundant. And it covers a pretty solid mix, like, they, it, the, uh, Maggie Stiefvater does a really good job of mixing our magic, so, like, real-world magic, So what we experience into the more fantastical kind of magic, so stuff you see in commercial fiction, in commercial commercial television, TV shows, just to make it seem mundane but fantastical at the same time. Like, that's the easiest way I can explain it. So, like I said, um, the book starts out with Blue as the only psychic in a household full of psychics at 300 Foxway. And we get um, psychics who come in and out. Like, there's not a lot. It's only two who 
come in and one uh, leaves eventually. So those different psychics are uh, Mora, Kala, Persephone, Jimmy, Orla, and then in the third book when she pops up, Gwynthlian and Neve briefly in the first book. So Neve is there for the entire first book, and then she pops up later again in, um, I think, the, I want to say the third book, because she's not too much of a player until then. And each of these psychics, while being, like, I'm going to use the term commercially psychic, because that's the easiest way, like, to explain what they do. So seeing the future, every one of them can see the future, um, but have their own way of doing it, their own gifts, and so on and so forth. But I'm not going to... It's hard to describe, because, like, these, like, obviously you would know these things are real. It's just... In fiction and pop culture, they just get fantasticalized. It's like, because it's like the best way to describe it. Yeah. Um, it's like they're amped up to like 10. Yeah. But. If you're, um, like, you just give them steroids, but it's not how, like, they're real, but not how they work in the real world. Yeah. And Maggie Stiefvater does a really good job of yeah. not doing that. So, the more fantastical magic comes in. I think she does. You read the more that I have, but I remember reading them. I remember thinking, like, they fit in the world that they're in. Because yeah. I think that's important. Like, if you're going to have, like, an over-the... I expect an over-the-top world to have over-the-top characters, because then it just feels natural. Like, if they were just, like... Like, if they were magical super people in a world that's not that, that's that's when it feels like, okay. Yeah. I, that, that, yeah, but it so it feels like they fit in their their world. They yeah. do what should be possible in the in the fiction she said. Yeah, their their specific <laughs> world because they're in this little yeah. town called Henrietta uh, Henrietta Virginia, and it's not that big. And Blue actually uh, goes into that later, like wondering why her mom stayed there, so on and so forth, and that becomes a bigger thing later. Um, so, I'm not, I'm gonna end this portion of the topic with the psychics, but I'm gonna start off by talking about Blue. Because Blue starts the out. Main character. Yeah, one of the main, the main characters. Um, starts out without any gifts, because her main gift is just to make other psychic abilities stronger. So, she doesn't have anything that she herself can conceptualize and feel and experience. <clears throat> All of her experience goes for other people. Um, uh-huh. But the thing is, is she's doing things that she doesn't really realize are inherently psychic, I guess is the best way. It's It's stuff that, like... We talk about in witchcraft pretty often, but I just, like, on a spiritual level. So, Blue, by the end of the series, by the end of the fourth book, um, has, her abilities have started to grow, like, become not necessarily different, because she still does make other psychics' abilities stronger. She, the way they describe it is she's like a battery. 
for pretty much anything because she is one of the main reasons Noah is so present oftentimes and uh, kind of like the reason that when they finally enter Caves Water, which is the mystical, magical, the fantastical portion of this series, why Caves Water becomes so present is because she's there acting as the battery. But later on, she uh, we see her abilities kind of grow. Um, and while that doesn't include seeing into the future, which... To be honest, that I mean, that's the one we commonly see, but psychic abilities uh, extend into a range of things that might not even have to do with seeing into the future oftentimes. So hers becomes, she starts, uh, she's described later on as a mirror. So this is kind of the reason why she can do what she does, why she makes other psychic abilities stronger. But when she realizes it, she starts to be able to harness it for her own abilities um, by, like, deflecting bad energy, by cutting herself off as a battery, stuff like that. And then, the love, <laughs> sorry, I have to, like, hold on because... I just got that, like, tingly sensation in my tongue that's telling me I'm about to get, like, a really bad shiver. Anyways, we're going to talk about the love of my life, Adam Parrish. Because he also is not... He's not essentially able to see the future. He can more, like, see stuff that's already happening, I guess, is the best description but it's really not exactly what it is like he taps into events that are already occurring in a better sense um Mm. so uh this kind of goes into uh communing with trees which is more like dealing with caves water because he gets attached to them like he makes a bargain with the forest he becomes attached and that's the whole communing with the trees while blue is more like she's always done it she's always communicated with trees with nature stuff like that and yeah yeah his other abilities that we see especially later on if you have delved into call down the hawk which is A really good book, in my opinion. I've seen a lot of, like, controversy on whether people actually like it or not. Like, there's a lot of back and forth from people. But I personally thought it was a really, really good start to the the Ronin trilogy, the Dreamer trilogy. But anyways, we see in that that he's grown and has a stronger hold on astral projection, scrying, and he also does use tarot, but again, it's not for seeing into the future. And people might come for me with this, but his abilities kind of revolve around Ronin. Like, they revolve around Ronin and his abilities and the uh, the magical forests that come into play when it comes to Ronin, since he's, you know, he's Ronin. Yeah. <clears throat> 
Mm. So his abilities also grow starting in the second book because this is when a lot of stuff is starting to happen with uh, him and his father. And in the second and third book, we um, they talk about uh, three sleepers. So one that's meant to be woken, one that's kind of like a middle ground because they never specifically uh, talk about that second sleeper, and then the third sleeper, which is not to be woken. So when they asked about the second sleeper, Persephone was kind of like, oh yeah, I never thought about that one. <laughs> that one's kind of just on the on the side. It like they could be woken or they couldn't be woken. And Adam kind of speculated it at the end of uh again, I think it's the second book. I want to say the second, but it might be the third. I get them mixed up sometimes, like the uh how far into the books some of the events extended. But he speculates that he was the second sleeper, and yeah. I I personally think that makes sense because it's less of him actually being woken up and more of his abilities being woken up, uh, which is facilitated by the women at 300 Fox Way. And I already talked about Blue, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to talk about her again, even though... I do I do love her. I love all these. I love all these characters in some way, but like Adam is by far my favorite and Ronan is my very 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 close second favorite dumb goth gay gay farmer boy. Love him. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so now I'm going to start talking about um the women of 300 Foxway who, like I said, can see the future, but their abilities, like, they exhibit that in different ways. And that's kind of, it's not really focused on because it's not something new to them. So it just comes up naturally as kind of like a side note oftentimes. So for Mora, um, <laughs> when I was writing these notes, I was like, oh shit, Mora's probably an empath which again isn't specifically said not like a lot of this stuff isn't specifically said it's more like included into the narrative but um yeah well because you have to think like in the real world like unless somebody's asking you you're not walking around being like i'm this that and the other so there's no reason to have characters acting that way because that would be unrealistic yeah it wouldn't really make any sense at least like, at least to me, it'd be like, that's, that's strange. That's weird. Why are they talking about themselves like that? Honestly, especially when, um, <laughs> so, primarily yeah. it's Blue interacting with them and she's lived with them for 16 years out of her life. So that would, that would be exceedingly right. weird. Um, yeah. So Mora, she exhibits yeah. empathic abilities and, uh, she, mainly works with tarot but is also also mentions later in the series that she first dreamed of the future she first dreamed of the future i was gonna say she first dreamed of the future in her dreams (laughs) so she first when she first came into her power she dreamed of the future and then i wrote this down because i always 
love it because it just makes me think of our own like cabinet of curiosities. Um, but they make their own teas to facilitate whatever they need to be doing. Also, they're just big ass tea drinkers. Like same bro, same. Yeah. So that's Mora, and then we have Kala, who uh, she has psychometry. Honestly, honestly. Hello. Yeah, I'm agreeing. Honestly, I'm agreeing with you. Honestly, we oh. have so much team. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought that was leading somewhere. I was like, what? <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So, um, Kala, she also. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> She also does tarot like most of the women in 300 Fox Way. They all, at some point in the series, use tarot. Let's say that. Because Gwenthlian doesn't often, like, she's not often seen working with tarot, except at the beginning of the first book. So, um, she works with tarot, and she uses psychometry. So... She's she's such a spitfire. I love her. <laughs> anyway, and then she also uh, was able to perceive <laughs> Noah, who is a ghost in the series, it, when most of the others couldn't. Or let's let's more say most of uh-huh. the normal people couldn't perceive him. So sometimes he'd just be there, and nobody even knows that he's there. Besides Ronan. Oh well, yeah. Ronan, Adam, Gansey, the like. And then we have Persephone, who is uh, similar to Adam. She's his teacher, but her uh, abilities are kind of like... They're kind of more on the uh, fantastical side of it. She works a lot with the ley line, so the magical highway, essentially, uh, which is a topic I will later go into because those are a thing. Um, and she's the one who's most connected with the ley line. And her, she's just kind of like a slightly strange character in just the way that she acts. Uh, but the, the best way I can think to describe her is that she gets like, feelings, instead of specifically seeing stuff. Um, like, when, before Gwenthlian came into the picture, she's seen knitting a sweater, and nobody knows why. <laughs> she's just sitting there knitting this sweater, and she holds it up, and the arms are two different lengths. And she's like, huh, I wonder if this will fit when they get here. And Blue's like, who? Who's getting here? And she's like, I don't know yet. <laughs> it's like, oh, Persephone. <laughs> And then we have... Bruh. I'd be freaked out. That's, that's, the, that's like a grandma on a horror movie type shit, being like, hmm, they're almost here. Who? Hmm. Hmm. Like, boom. Boom. Grandma. <laughs> yeah, she, grandma. yeah. She, she's that weird kind of um, off-in-the-distance character. Because, because yeah. like I said, she's the most connected with the ley line, so she's just a strange one. And then there's Orla, who is the closest to our age group. I can't remember how exactly older she is than Blue, but she's in her 20s somewhere. 
Um, and Blue has said that anytime she's listening to the radio and her favorite song's about to come on, she starts singing it like a couple minutes before it comes on. So hers has to do with music and, um, they work best at a distance. So she does a lot of the, uh, telephone psychic line that she set up. She's the one who deals with that and she does a lot with, like, I don't want to say love predictions, but it has to do with, like, love things. She is very carnal in her character. And then you have Jimmy, who is Orla's mother, but she doesn't really play a huge role, so we don't really see her abilities as much. But from what I gathered, she's kind of, like, old school. She has the original tarot deck, and she works with herbs and stuff like that. And then we go in to Gwenthlian, the crazy one. (laughs) But there's reasons for that. So she's more like Blue. So later on in the series, we learn that Blue is the daughter of a tree light, which is essentially... It's not exactly a wood nymph. He's not a wood nymph, but he uh, has a primary tree that he, like, used to be his home, and he was the soul of the tree, her father. And Blue is the product of Artemis and Mora. She is the product of a tree light and a regular human. Which is the same thing as Gwynthlian. Gwynthlian is the daughter of a tree light. Which is the uh, King Glendower that they're looking for throughout the series. And like I said, she also uses tarot, but not as readily as everybody else in the series. And her psychic abilities are more solid than Blue's, essentially. So, we kind of can see where Blue might end up progressing to, but she might not take that path, so who knows? It's speculation at this point. Um, but, you know, she was stuck in a uh, tomb. The fact, like, of the series that... Yeah? Okay. (laughs) I'm going to keep going. So, Gwynthlian, the crazy one. Oh, yeah. I was just making sure. I thought we were disconnected for a second. I was like, stop, Mercury. Stop. I I thought so, too. I was very confused. I was, like, staring at the screen. I'm like, hello? (laughs) Um, So, anyways. Gwynthlian was entombed. For 300 years. So, she was entombed on the ley line, which is why she didn't... Dang. Okay, we had a little bit of technical difficulty there. The the, the call dropped, but I'm back now, so I'll continue talking. <laughs> so, <laughs> like I said, she was entombed for 300 years as a dummy grave honestly, for her father. honestly. This is too much. <laughs> and um, and she was alive during the time period when 
I'm going to use this term lightly because Mora doesn't consider herself this, but Gwynthlian considers herself this, when witches were not a good thing to be. <laughs> so, she, they used her essentially because she exhibited witchcraft. But, this kind of just went into her craziness, <laughs> but also, like, how her psychic abilities kind of work. Because while she was still in there, uh, she was able to perceive things outside that were happening in the outside world. So she had, a like, when she came out, she had a basic knowledge of how the world worked. Like, she knew that there were vehicles that moved and stuff like that. And she was able to speak English, which you wouldn't have been coming from England. She, uh, I can't remember what the actual, I said England, they're Welsh. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so she's able to, uh, perceive the outside world. And on top of that, she once possessed, <laughs> possessed Ronin Psychopomp Chainsaw, which is, if you don't know, it's the raven, his pet raven. Mm, that's as far as I'm going to go with that. Just know, she possessed his fucking crow. His fucking raven. Now, I'm going to go into Neve, who is... That's a whole it, It's a whole box of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm going to go into Neve, who is um, the last psychic I'm going to talk about. But she... <laughs> She mentions in the series that number uh, numbers are the easiest thing for her. It's the easiest thing for her to see, to pick out, and so on and so forth. So, like, phone numbers, dates, so on. And on top of that, she's more of a commercial psychic. She has books, she has a TV show, so on and so forth. Like I said, these women have a, a, a wide variety of things going on with them. So, just just like with them, not everybody's going to be the same, and that includes the real world, like, coming back into our own space. And, like I said, more specifically said they're not witches, but y'all can pry Adam being a witch out of my cold dead hands. And if y'all come for me about Adam being my favorite character, because I know a lot of people don't like him. Well, I think the difference... Fight me. The difference. What's the difference? <laughs> and they will. They'll fight you. Yeah. Like, it's... Of course, like, you and I... Okay, you and I know as good as anybody. Like, there was a time where we weren't calling ourselves witches, which somebody else probably could have said, bro, that's what you are, and we would have been like, I mean, nah. So, I mean, I, it's okay. If they don't want to call themselves that, then that that's their beef. Yeah. <laughs> That, yeah, that's... If they thing. don't want to call themselves witches, then that's their problem. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it becomes even more interesting because later on in the series, we see them performing rituals, stuff like that. I guess not performing, but Blue walks in on them doing a ritual, and they talk about um, pentagrams, scrying circles, so on and so forth. So there's a lot that goes into what we do that they did. 
is like the easiest way to it's explain like, it. Look, they're like doing a fucking summoning and it's like, but we're not witches though. And the rest of us are just side eyeing like that meme, just like, okay. All right. Okay, Mora. <laughs> okay. Okay then. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that ends my TED talk about the Raven Cycle. Go check it out. Give me Maggie Steve out of your love. She has a lot of different series. And, uh, well, I guess not a lot of different series, but she writes. She has written quite a few books. And I love every single one of them. So, I'm going to go into... I don't know why that just made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> the different types of... I just thought that was, I thought that was funny. I mean, like... Being like, she has not many series, but she writes. So. <laughs> but I love her. Right? She. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, I'm going I'm to go into the different types of psychic abilities. But this is, like, the, the umbrella of them rather than the specific ones. Because there's a lot of different psychic abilities that go into these things that I'm going to be talking about. So they, they're kind yeah. of like, they're kind of like the basics. They're kind of like how we say stones, how we say uh, smudging, stuff like that. It's the basic beginning portion of everything else, the abyss that you can jump into with psychic abilities. <laughs> All right. So the first one is... yeah clairvoyance, which is the most commonly seen um, on TV, in books, because I guess it's kind of the easiest one to explain. It's the easiest one to show, I guess. Um, so clairvoyance... Over I think it's the easiest one to, like, put it on. Yeah. Like... It's like how they sh- like it's like how they show hacking and you know hacking doesn't look like that but it's the easiest to like fluff up and like make look a certain way. You're just like, "Ooh, hacking." Even though you know that's how it works, but you're sitting here like, "Ooh." That's yeah. how that feels to me. Pretty much. You can make it look really good. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, um, like I said, clairvoyance is the most common one common one seen. It's the um one that most people think of when they think of being a psychic and having psychic abilities, but you, it's, you, it's Raven from that. So I honestly thought of putting that here, but I wasn't going to, um, <laughs> but like I said, not everybody exhibits the same kind of psychic abilities. So you might have a psychic ability, but you might not be clairvoyant. So you might not see, into the future. And the basis of clairvoyance is just clear seeing. That's the whole point. That's the whole thing. And then we have clear audience, which is another one that's becoming more common to, like, to hear, to see. They never call it clear audience. It's just kind of there. <laughs> so clear audience yeah. is clear hear- hearing. And you kind of, um, if you watch tarot on YouTube, you'll sometimes hear people say, um, like, spirit is telling me, spirit has told me, stuff like that. So, uh, all in all, it's like phrases uh, that pop into your head, music, a lot of 
a lot of Claire audience has to do with music, stuff like that. Um, or voices and possibly, like, hearing your name when no one is around or in, like, a crowded room, but it's super clear, even though it's a whisper. <laughs> is the easiest way I can explain it. It's terrifying, bro, but <laughs> it's <kinda> cool. <laughs> and then... Um, then you have clairsentience, which is clear feeling. So kind of like think empaths and stuff like that, but also psychometry falls under this. So it's things you perceive with your physical sense, like with your physical sense that aren't related to what you're physically touching. I don't know how to explain that better. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just, you know, when it's hot in a room and you get goosebumps, you know, like, it's not cold, but you have chills, like, or shit when, like that. Or when you walk into a room and you immediately know what the feeling of the room is. Like, how yeah. everybody else is feeling. Um, yeah. Yeah. Clear audience. Uh, clear sentience. Let me not fuck that up. And then we have uh, claircognizance, which I had to go deeper into because I had no idea what this what this meant. I had no, like, anything, any example to explain it better. Um, so claircognizance is clear knowing, which is an inner sense of knowing or simply knowing something. And I kind of equate this to intuition, but it's not quite exactly intuition. Like, to me, intuition's kind of a gut feeling where claircognizance is you're already going to know. Like, you know that answer or you it's, know this thing is going to happen. But you I, don't have I, I, I can why. equate it when it... All right, go. <laughs> Uh, if I'm having like a clear cognizant moment, it's it, I, I realize that I never start those phrases with I think. Yeah. Because there was no there was no thought. I I already know it. Like, you remember you remember when uh, he we who shall not be named and I were dating and I said I remember it was like he's going to text me. That's it. He's going to. And then he did. It was that feel. It was like the first time I feel like I've ever had that because every other thing is like oh I think and even beforehand I was thinking that was intuition like oh I think he's going to text me but there was that moment where it was like oh he is and no. then he did and it was like oh yeah because no, no, it was so gonna... clear there was no like doubt there yeah. was no feeling of like maybe not like nah 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 not him, you know <laughs> there's, no, there's no maybe here it's <laughs> happening yeah so that's clear cognizance um, and then you have clear aliens which, this one's, like, the next two, these next two are kind of weird. So, clear aliens is clear smelling. So, this is smelling outside of your normal physical sense. All of these are obviously going to be outside your normal physical sense. Um, but the best way to explain it is that, like, you walk into a room, and even though you don't smoke, you smell cigar smoke or you smell cigarette smoke. And that usually has to do with, like, deceased ones. And I saw something about floral scents being equated to um, the angels. 
that are around you and stuff like that. So it's something you smell that essentially you should not be smelling. Like there's no reason for you to be smelling it. Right. And then, um, I lost perfume and she did. Yeah. Um, She's it, not it, here. <laughs> it's like, because a lot of the time, my grandpa's not dead, but a lot of the time I will just randomly get that whiff of what my grandfather smells like. So the mix of his cigarette smoke, his cologne and the beer that he drinks. And I'll just get that weird whiff of it. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> okay. Hi, grandpa. <laughs> I tend to, I don't think I've ever smelled anything other than a, a perfume or a cologne because I've, I've also had that smell of people who are still living and it's usually like a whiff of like, I've smelled, I'm, a, I'm not, I'm going to say their names, I won't say last names, but I've smelled both Josh and Jay before mm-hmm. and they're not dead. But I'll be getting in a car or I'll be walking and I'll be like, God, like, that's weird. And it's so weird because it's like, I wasn't thinking of that person, nor was I, I'm not in Macy's. Yeah. Like, and my dad doesn't wear it. So it's like, I smelt my grandma. Like, I normally smell people's, like, perfumes and I don't know. I don't know why. I've never. <laughs> yeah. The, the other day I was, um, I was in the female bathroom obviously where else would I be at the schoolhouse it'd be a little weird if I wasn't in a specific female bathroom but anyways (laughs) I was washing my hands and the soap there is kind of like a chemically wild cherry scent but I was washing my hands and I just got this whiff of um you do you remember dial like the dial soap you used to use as a kid and I can, yes. like, see the little fish in the background. And anyway, I used to use that a lot when um, when I was at daycare and preschool. So that was the soap they had. And I, there's a lot of times where I'll just get, like, a whiff of it. And I'll just get, a, like, a slam of memories just reminding me of my time there. Yeah. But anyways, that's what it is. It's um, smelling something that you essentially shouldn't be smelling for the situation that you're in at the time. Yeah. And then uh, I, I'm i going to butcher this word a little bit because it's just weird to look at. Like, I don't like looking at this word. Um, it's clairgustance or gustance, clairgustance, clairgustance. Anyway. I think it's goose. I think it's oo. Oo? Goose? I don't know. <laughs> goose. 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 <laughs> Um, so this is clear tasting. And again, it's one of those ones that you shouldn't be tasting. Like, it's something that you should not be tasting, uh, in retrospect to what you're eating or you're smelling. And it's kind of the best way to equate it is when you get, like, a bad taste in your mouth. That colloquialism that people use is the same thing, like a bad taste in your mouth, meaning something bad is going to happen or that person's not going to be good for you, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I said it at the beginning of this little segment, but you may or may not experience any of these or have experienced any of these. So everybody's, like, psychic abilities kind of show up in different ways. Well, and I think, like, I 
Well, as, as we call them umbrella terms, I like to talk about, like, I like to describe it in the way of, like, how autism, autism is an umbrella where you can, you're not, like, think of it like an illness. You're not going to have all the, like, symptoms. So, like, everybody sitting in a room could be clairvoyant, but that doesn't mean you're clairvoyant in the same way. Yeah. Because it's an umbrella term. So, like, you'll still, even then, in a room full of people who are just like you, like, you would, like, you and I are both pretty empathic, but that doesn't mean we experience it the same way. Yeah. Definitely. So, like, be pretty specific to, like, you as a person. Yeah. Like, um... Ah! The, the next little bullet I had on here, which we already talked about talking about, is kind of, like, what we've personally experienced... This is what I've been waiting for. I'm excited. <laughs> you're like vibrating your seat. You're like, yes. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes this, yes. Yes, I want to talk about myself. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, um, I know we've like mentioned it before in previous episodes and stuff like that, but I personally have experienced all of these at one point in my life or another. Um, yeah. I, I gotta say, I don't think I've ever done the tasting. I don't recall ever having clear existence. It is super weird, okay? <laughs> I will be completely honest. It is super weird. <laughs> and uh, usually it comes along with, like, even if I'm in a room, in a room, like, right now I'm in the bathroom. So... It doesn't really smell like anything except the incense I've been burning, but there will be times, like, I'll be sitting in the classroom or something, and I'll just, I don't know, like, taste strawberries or taste, like, I've tasted strawberry shortcake before, and it's, it's a slightly weird experience. (laughs) I also just thought, let me add before we get into it more, that you can be really strong in other things and then only have sprinkles of other things. That's how I feel like it's been for me. Like, there are certain ones that I know that I would call myself. Like, I call myself an empath because across the board, like, there's only, like, one or two things that I don't experience. Whereas there are other things that I've had a sprinkling of, but I wouldn't say that I have that ability. Like, yeah. you know, it's like a, it's like a what's that called? A scale. Yeah. <laughs> What's it called? I'm dumb. What's that thing? It's like, <laughs> it's like a, you can have more in one basket than the other basket. Yeah. That's hot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, so. You start. You you, you start. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, <laughs> go through all of my thoughts. Because, uh, like we've talked about before, and like you just explained, where both of us are pretty like empathic and my best most recent example which i really i really do need need to learn how to shield because i just looked up some oils on etsy that are for like shielding that's how i feel honestly i feel bro. like those boys that i'm in class with are really <laughs> gonna just <laughs> just kill me um but the best way like the most recent experience i've had that was exhaustive to be completely honest is um and I told you this story already but we came out of a test and I was feeling really good about it 
I was feeling, like, super great about it. I was like, okay, well, there's maybe, like, two or three questions I might have missed. But even then, I should get a pretty good score. So on and so forth. And then, like, the boys slowly started to trickle in. And immediately, I was just slammed with anxiety. And I was like, I'm going to hurt you guys. (laughs) Because then they started doing that, like like, fiddling around, flittering around, just movement, so much movement, because they were anxious, because they are like, oh my god, I failed this test, and holy shit, and blah, 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 and blah, blah, and they were, like, flipping through their, their study guides, and going, 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 and, like, the more they got anxious, the more I got anxious, and I was like, I will hurt you guys, like, calm down, you need to calm down, and I tried to explain it to them, I was like, you guys are, they're like, you're, you're fine, like, you're gonna be fine, you pass this test, like, it's not, you, you shouldn't be anxious, and I was like, okay, it's not actually me being anxious, it's the fact that all of you are anxious, and it's making me anxious, do you understand? Well, no, that doesn't make any sense, I will hurt you, <laughs> Like, calm down, please, because you're making me not calm, and that's not okay. Yeah. And, um, yesterday we were at study group, and I knew as soon, like, as I got there that the study group was not going to be very productive, because as they trickled in, it just became, like, a slightly depressive atmosphere. Like, I knew they just did not want to be there. And I was the one keeping them there because I was like, okay, let's go through the note cards. Like, does anybody want to go through flashcards? Well, yeah, sure, I guess. Let's go through flashcards. And I was going through flashcards, and I looked up, and, like, three people's heads were on the table as they were answering. One person was just head in their... (laughs) head against their, uh, their fist, and then one guy was laying down, and I was like, do you guys want to continue this? Like, you guys clearly don't want to be here. Like, if you don't want to do this, just tell me so I don't waste my time. And they're like, no, no, we're already halfway through, let's finish this, and blah, blah, and I was like, you guys are making this really difficult for me (laughs) to have a good time. I... (laughs) I know studying is not fun, but we have to do it because we have a test tomorrow, and I don't want any of us to fail. But the, yeah, empath. Don't, ugh, boys. Boys. So I'll say my most recent example for that is because as I'm looking at my boards, I see multiples of clairsentience being the most common in empaths. I'm sure there are empaths who might not be clairsentient, but in my ignorance, I don't see how that would be possible. Like, <laughs> let me like how. Um, so, I mean, of course, if you feel if you're if you're an empath, feels like you're not clear sentient. I mean, let us know. <laughs> that being said, they're pretty connected, so you'll you'll pick up on all the feelings, like you just said. And I had that when I visited my family in Arkansas, and I was sitting in a room full of people, and as soon as I opened that door, I felt the commode like sometimes I find it so hard to describe because it's not anxiety it was it's like it was just like a deep commotion everyone was moving and buzzing and this and that and obviously nobody's upset but there was so much energy and movement that I was like oh my god I gotta get out okay oh no 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 I gotta go I gotta go 
I was over shuffled in the corner and they're all talking to me and yelling at me, like yelling like to me because everybody's talking. So you have to over everybody and, and everyone's making a plate of food. And I was just like, uh. <laughs> yeah, and like a lot of uh. a lot of the times when you'll like see posts about clear sentience or like um, I guess it'll be like uh, how do you explain it? Um, oh God, what is that word? Like things pointing out that you may be clear sentient. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know, uh, like, the one that I see the most often is that it's hard for you to be in large crowds. And I know we've talked about this, about how, like, they just make you anxious. (laughs) Well, me, specifically. Oh, I I hate them. I hate (laughs) them. Like... A lot of the times, the longer I'm in a crowd, I just start getting angry instead. <laughs> and I was and like, I, I, need- I, I honestly had a little bit of that last night, and for a second I was like, is my clairsentience making me depressed, or is my depression heightening my clairsentience? Because we were in Walmart, and I was, I had like that moment where I went, I need to get out of here. Like, yeah. everything was fine, but then you just have that click in your brain where you're like, I'm done, I need to go. Because I'm starting to, to get leave. mad. <laughs> It, it, sometimes it can be a challenge. Yeah. But I also do, I have to say, for those who, for people who are not, who have clairsentience but are not empaths, the other thing I'll say is I, like, I know, because if you watch a lot of tarot, a lot of tarot readers will say this, that they're, like, also. But, you know, like, I tend to, I will feel goosebumps, like I said, in a room, because I know being contacted in some way i'm i'm definitely that kind of person like i get shivers all the time chills all the time i've been nothing's happening and i don't see ghosts because i don't i'm not clairvoyant but (laughs) i don't have any psychic sight but i do feel shit all the time like i'm like i please leave no (laughs) it's like you know i mean i think Or it's like, I'm always kind of hyper aware if I feel like I'm being watched, which I'm like, kudos to the clairsentience, because I don't know if everyone else feels it as strongly as I do, but mm, maybe that's why I got so mad when those dudes were staring. <laughs> you could just, <laughs> like, like, your energy, I don't. <laughs> hear their internal thoughts through their eyeballs. <laughs> and, and then I'm like, you want to lose those eyes? <laughs> keep staring keep staring I'll make a spell out of it I don't care <laughs> oh god to <laughs> okay. me and you're the normal person that I am <laughs> so talking about so seeing ghosts we've talked about we talked about this a lot in the well, first okay. episode <laughs> with like my oh, specific family <laughs> By the way, we're at 55 minutes, and I wasn't expecting it to go this long. So I really hope, like, your topic just ties in or does not <laughs> We ain't got that much time. I don't have a topic. We're just talking about psychicness. Yeah. Um, so, it, um, yeah. My family, like, we've all experienced seeing ghosts, and... 
more times I feel them rather than see them, like get that weird prickly feeling on the back of your neck, like there's eyeballs on you. <laughs> um, and I think I told, I don't yeah. know if I mentioned this last episode, but I was like in that middle ground between actual sleep and uh, being awake and not having sleep paralysis yet where I like opened my eyes and I just could I could just see those two figures standing there and I knew they weren't malevolent like they it looked like they were talking to each other rather than staring at me but they were like watching over me I guess is the best way to explain it which kind of leads into my next topic because I well next topic my (laughs) next thing because I think they're kind of the reason that I've been starting to lucid dream more. Those dreams <laughs> were the weirdest. Like, I don't think I've ever actually... I know I've felt things in when I lucid dream. And they're, like... I know that when I, when I had that one where I texted you about the three people... Like, I think it was, like, midnight, and I was just going, 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 giant paragraph. (laughs) Uh, But I remember thinking, like, I was laying there, and I knew who I was supposed to be, and I was just thinking, I was like, well, it, like, wouldn't it make more sense if I had a penis? And then I did. So, lucid dreaming. Super weird. (laughs) (laughs) And... I, as a female, have never experienced having a penis, so it was a rather weird experience. <laughs> but I bet I've had a dream. I, I didn't have a lucid dream like that, but I've dreamt. I've had that dream, like you know, when you can feel stuff. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, and <laughs> it kind of ramped up. Well, I have. I haven't had it in the past two days, and I think that's more because. Um, because of school, and hopefully it'll come back this weekend, because I still want to explore more into that, but um, in the first one that I texted you about, I told you that I could feel the warmth of my, I'm going to call him a sleep paralysis demon, even though he he was just weird, Um, but I could feel like them dragging me towards them, and the warmth of their hand cupping my hand, And then in the second dream that I had, I could taste, which is even weirder. Like, the the touch sensations had kind of dulled in the temperature department, but I could feel, like, pressures, I guess is the best way to explain that one. But the worst part is I could taste. Like, at one point, not going to explain why, I licked my hand, And I remember thinking, wow, this is, like, (laughs) again, this is going to sound weird, but if you've never licked a hand before, as even your own, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's, like, um, a kind of bitter taste. And I remember thinking, wow, like, I would never think my hands would be bitter because they should be sweet for the person I was at the time. And I remember thinking, huh, I wonder why my hands aren't sweet right now. But I kind of ignored it. So, like, I could taste very bitter things. And then I licked something one time, and it was, like, a burst of sweetness. And I was like, that doesn't make sense either, but okay, we'll go with it. 
like, taste was a very big factor in that dream. <laughs> You're like, none of this makes any sense! This doesn't make any sense, but maybe that's just because I've actually never experienced it before. So, I'm just, like, trying to put two and two together to make that's four, true. but instead it made three, so... Uh, um, so... In making seven. <laughs> right, like, two and two to make four. I mean, seven. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Um, so, the, it was, this like, wasn't supposed to lead yeah. in this. <laughs> but it was kind of leading into the, like, trying to lead it into Claire audience, but I went on a tangent. Um... But instead of seeing spirits more often, I, like, hear things more often. Like, I've told you that, like, I was in the work center one time, and everybody was just being, like, exorbitantly loud. Like, it was just a loud time in the shop. And I remember just hearing my name whispered in my ear. And I was like, and I whipped around, I was like, what? Who who needs something? What do you guys want? (laughs) And they were like... And nobody was paying attention to me. And then I, like, I think uh, Guerrero was the closest one to me. And I looked at him and was like, did you, did you need something? Like, did you call me? Also, why are you calling me my first name at work? Don't do that. And he was like, I didn't say anything to you, but okay. Uh, Do you need me to help with something? And I was like, no, I'm just really confused right now. Um... So, like, a lot of the times I'll... Nothing makes you seem more crazy than Claire Audley. Honestly, honestly. <laughs> and if like, you you know me, like, I'll get song it lyrics. It makes you seem like a nut. It really does. And um, you know me, like, I'll get song mm-hmm. lyrics in my head that I haven't even listened to the song in, like, months. And they'll just stick. And it's like, what? What do you need from me? Okay, I'll go find the song. Like, <laughs> Duh! All right. Are you happy now? And then, of course, the lyrics will go away once you listen to it. Incomplete thoughts, all that. All that hullabaloo. So, (laughs) I, I, like, Claire Audience is probably one of the ones I hear the most. And I, if I remember correctly, in that one that I was telling you about the shop, I think right after that, somebody came in and started making a bigger ruckus at me. And I was like, why? I should have just run. <laughs> I should have run to the smoke pit or something. <laughs> Actually, no. I think it was um, Andrew came in and gave, like, started fucking around with me and started wrestling with me. And I was like, listen, you keep doing this and I'm going to fall farther in love with you. Like, get away from me. <laughs> You have a wife. Leave me alone. <laughs> I don't want to feel things to you anymore. <laughs> but yeah. So Claire, Claire, audience oh is like mildly my baby. Oh, I remember why I brought up the lucid dreaming. I brought up the oh. lucid dreaming because I think it um, is leading into more clairvoyance territory, even if it's not, like, seeing the future. Yeah, you get what I mean. (laughs) 
But that's what I have to say about it. <laughs> I, see, like, okay, I, I'm with you with the, I'm with you with the clear audience. I feel like that's the one I've, I've experienced most in my life. I just, I'm constantly hearing shit, like, and, and of course, it's not just hearing words, you can have ringing ears, or uh, buzzing, or, like, just things in your, in your, in your ears that you're hearing, and I definitely feel that at least once a day, and I'm just like, I... Ooh, I got a really bad one. I'm just crazy. I got, like, a really, really bad one, um... I can't remember if it was yesterday or if it was sometime in class today, but I was just kind of, like, not doing anything. I was just kind of there, and it was this really... Usually the ringing kind of has, like, a wobbly tone to it, I guess is the best way to explain it, but this one was, like, just one long, long note, and I was like, yo... I don't know how to interpret these sounds. Like, if you need me to do something, I, I don't know how to interpret this sound. <laughs> I need a little more help. <laughs> but I remember when we, I need help. when we were in uh, high school, I remember specifically considering, and I was like, am I schizophrenic? Even though I knew I wasn't, I just had that thought. I was like, am I schizophrenic? Am I going crazy? I might be. <laughs> Like, it might be. Like, the developing of your psychic abilities really makes you feel like you're going nuts. It really does. And it might not, it might not be the same for everybody, but it, it, that's how it feels for me. Honestly. I think it's, I remember us, we, like, one of the YouTubers we like to watch was talking about, like, when you're, when you're a kid and, you know, kind of like how you know you have psychic abilities. And how, as a kid, you know, you experience more stuff, and then as you get older, you start to, like, drown all that stuff out, and then you have to rediscover all that stuff, which is definitely what I'm doing right now. What we're both doing. But, (laughs) honestly. (laughs) And I feel like, it's like, I feel like so much shit just makes more sense now. I'm just like, oh, okay, I understand. I'm not crazy. (laughs) Ah, yes. <laughs> Rationality. Oh, oh. oh, yes, I'm just psychic. <laughs> oh, my back. I think the only, the only one I've, like, okay, I would say I have, I'm clairsentient because I'm also an empath, and I would say I'm clairaudient. And I would say I only experience clairvoyance through dreams. Like I, I, I would not say that I am Raven from that. So Raven, like I, I would argue that I'm not clairvoyant at all. But I have the most vivid dreams, and there's way too many. I get like I get deja vu all the time. Oh and my god, there's so awesome. way too And because I'm looking as I'm looking at them, it talks also about daydreaming, and I, I just like it seeing stuff in your daydreams too and it's just like yeah there's a lot there's a lot the only thing i would say it's not very very strong because a child when you're when your powers are manifesting i as we talked about i've never had imaginary friends 
So it's not very strong. I really only experience it like when I'm asleep. But it's hella strong when I'm asleep. (laughs) (laughs) It's there. It's like, hello, knock, knock, knock. Well, because I was telling, I know I've told you, and I was telling my dad the other day, like, I don't dream about people, funnily enough. I don't, like, in my everyday life, I don't dream about everyday people that I see all the time. Like, I don't dream about you. I don't dream about my parents. I don't dream about people. So when I do dream about them, I'm, like, hyper vigilant of why I'm dreaming about them. Because yeah. it usually means something. Which is why I feel like my clairvoyance really only shows itself in my dreams. Otherwise, I, it doesn't exist. I don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Although I, I do see orbs all the time, or like light and stuff in my peripheral vision I, all the time. Oh, and yeah, like honestly, the little fireflies. Yeah, and honestly, I have glasses, so am I going blind or am I a psychic? <laughs> <laughs> I got that the other day. I was sitting at the desk and I was writing, like I told you that I was writing, and my my fingertips are still not that warm yet, <laughs> but. <laughs> After all this time being in the bathroom. Uh, And I was just sitting and I looked up into the mirror and I just got that flood of little fireflies at the corners of my vision. And I was like, hmm, I wonder wonder what that means. (laughs) Hmm. Or, like, I'll just be driving and usually it happens when I'm the most tired and I'm driving, but, like, I'll just see shadows out of the corner of my vision, and I'm like, okay, was that an animal that just passed, or was I seeing something? Right. And those are the worst, especially, like, like, if you're on, like, a dark wooded road, and you see the things, and it's like, okay, there was not a person on the side of the road, or I would have seen them before that. (sighs) Gotta get home. So... We'll have, like, obviously different episodes where we get into, like, each and every one, especially as we're developing them. But I would say the clear audience and the clear sentience, especially being an empath, those are the ones I've always had. And clear cognizance is probably one of those things that's developing. I think I get it more now that I've been developing my intuition and my psychic abilities, whereas I don't remember having it as a kid. I always had deja vu, but that was that was pretty much a hard like stop like I didn't have anything beyond that but mm-hmm. I'm realizing like I catch because even when I'm catching some synchronicities from my spirit guides there have been plenty of times where I've thought of the number before I saw it yeah it was like yeah one 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 boom and remember I, I remember what before we moved I said like you know it happened twice I was just thinking of a song and then it played and my phone was on shuffle but I thought of the song and then it immediately played and it doesn't happen to me too often, but it's one of those ones that's happening more frequently. So I think it's that's probably going to be on the list that I've developed. Yeah. It seems to be going in that direction. Clairvoyance is probably my weakest one because besides dreams, I don't really see too much. I've never seen ghosts. Like, I've act, funnily enough, I've only seen them in my dreams. Like, I've dreamt of my dead grandma right after she died, but I've never actually seen her like, in the day or when I'm awake. So it's, like, that's probably my weakest one, I'd say. Don't really have much of that one. Fair. It feels like we've talked about this. This is probably where I feel like I want to leave 
my stamp, it's being saying I'm psychic or even like saying I'm an empath is one of those things. It's very much one of those things like everybody wants to say to be cool. To like feel. But I would also say, yeah, or it's one of those things that everybody thinks that they have. And I would say you do. It was, it's like when we saw a doctor sleep and at the end she gave that speech how everyone has a little bit of magic and you don't realize it. I believe that. I believe everyone is a psychic. Like, I mean, I think it's just you don't develop it, but I think everybody has the ability. Yeah. It's just like, but I would say be real careful about, especially, it's not too much of a, of a male thing to brag about, but girls like to talk about it a lot. And I would say be really discerning about who's telling you because it definitely feels like it's it feels like one of those things people like to brag about and it's not true and it also feels like one of those things that you ignore and if you're feeling those things don't ignore them it's okay if you start to feel like oh i'm psychic because it feels like oh no way you're not psychic like that's not real and everyone's going to tell you that your whole life but don't listen to those people if you're psychic, psychic, like, that's it. Yeah. But also be concerning if someone's, if you're, if you go to lunch with a group of people and someone's like, yeah, I'm psychic, and I do this, that, and this, and that, and this, and the third, and it's like, do you? Because I'm not sure. <laughs> Sorry. Are you <laughs> drinking yeah, I was. <laughs> but also, the vacuum just cut off outside my door, so I was waiting for it. Before we call it, you know what I really want to develop, though? I want to get better at seeing people's auras. Oh, my God. I wanted to do that so much. And I'm, I'm at the point where I'm kind of like, I might just not be able to develop that specifically. Yeah, I'm kind of... I, I'm kind of, I won't say afraid, I'm kind of sad if I can't, if I can't develop that, like, maybe that's not a thing I can do, but I really want to try. Yeah. <laughs> when, um, I was, when I was on deployment, and I've told you about Sancho before, um, but I think, I can't remember what his name was, but I'm pretty sure it was the other guy who, who would come to, uh, to the lay services, mm-hmm. but somebody was, like, explaining to me that they can see auras and stuff like that and I was like man I feel really sad because on deployment I tried really hard to like learn how to do it and I know that I wasn't at a point that I could learn how to do it but I just got sad I was like aw and it like the like when you want to do something so bad and then you have to come with to the terms with the fact that you might not have that specific ability it's just it's disappointing but it's kind of one of those things you end up having to accept I mean you could still work at it and maybe one day like get it but right now I'm sitting here like I still want to work at it but I'm also like I'll just accept the fact that I might not ever develop it yeah like it's just one of it's one of the coolest things to me but, yeah, it's like a bittersweet release, relief, though, because roll release would work there, too. My brain is going ten times faster than my mouth. <laughs> but 
but it's like a bittersweet relief because sometimes you'll work so hard at it and then be like, oh my God, like I can't do it. But there is a little bit of like, oh, well, at least I know I can't do that one. Like, cause it, I do kind of feel like it's important to like try them all to, to see what you can and can't do. Like yeah. it kind of sucks when you can't do one of them, but then it's like, well, at least I can cross that one off the list though. Like, yeah. okay, not that one, not that one. <laughs> it. Speaking of that, it just made me um, remember another character in the Raven Cycle that I complete. I remembered it while I was making notes, and I forgot it when I got into the bathroom. But there's a there was another character who's not part of Three Hundred Foxway or the or uh, the friend group or any of that, but he's connected to Gansey, and um, that's Doctor Roger Mallory, and he can see auras like. When he comes into the series in the third book, he's sitting there in 300 Fox Way explaining to Blue why he likes Gansey so much and why he likes Blue so much. And it's because he can see their auras. And Blue has, like, a really calm blue aura. It's It is. She was like, I'm going to be really mad if that's how I got my name. Like, I'm going to be super, super mad. And... And he was, like, he was explaining that most of the women in the house have a blue aura because, to him, that was the color of clairvoyance, like, people who are psychic. Anyway. I'm literally looking at it. I'm literally looking at a color chart. Blue says spiritual seeker. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it just made me remember that because he was, like, he was a character that you weren't expecting to be connected in that way, you know? Yeah, to have any, like, abilities. Yeah, and it, it was, like, kind of cool and refreshing just to see somebody coming come out of the woodwork and be like, yeah, I mean, I have this thing. It's why I don't like being in crowds. It's why I don't like people generally. But I like Gansey because he has just this really calm, neutral aura, even though he's gotten, the way he said it is, he has a calm, neutral aura, but he's gotten a little louder, but it's still enough that I it doesn't like fuck with his system. Like he had to get um he had to get a uh, what are they called the dogs? <sighs> they help the helper dogs. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't. Remember. Yeah, I can't think of the word either. <laughs> but he had to get a dog because he has so much anxiety to do with auras and he explained that he had like repressed it but later on brought it back anyway yeah off top on topic but off topic for where we are in this conversation auras auras bro <laughs> psychic ability do you remember when we went to that one store and that dude told us our auras yeah he said they were green yeah he, wait, um, I remember he said that we were standing next to each other and, like, they were green where we were standing, but on the outside edges away from each other. I can't remember what colors he said. I think he said mine was, like, a sunshine yellow, but I can't remember what he said for yours. I want to say, like, a turquoise. Yeah. I don't really, I don't remember, I just remember, I remember that. I just, I don't remember much about what, (laughs) my brain was like, this is so cool, I'm not hearing any of it. 
<laughs> well, I remember, like, he was explaining it to us. Because, I do remember the green. Yeah, because he looked at us, he yeah. was like, oh, you guys, like, do creative stuff together, don't you? Like, that was the first thing he said to us after checking, yeah. like, uh, ringing up our purchases. And we yeah. were like... <laughs> that word. We were like, yeah, we're like, we're roommates and we're best friends. He was like, oh, that explains it. But, like, you guys, like, creatively work together, don't you? That's weird thinking about the fact that we started a podcast together. I was just about to say that. I was like, wait, he predicted it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. He was right. <laughs> you know, he was, you, you right? <laughs> you right, you right, we do. I mean, even before, like, the podcast, we're always bouncing, like, story each other, yeah. story ideas off of each other and stuff like that. Right. Creative sounding boards. But that's just, that's, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally been the basis of our whole relationship. <laughs> and fiction. Seriously. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's hilarious to me. But trust, no matter if, if we write anything, it went through the other person first. Yeah, pretty pretty much. <laughs> or, like, we'll start writing it and then be like, hey, by the way. Yeah. Or how I told you last night, I was like, you know, I got, I just want to write, like, a like a good-natured comic. Like, can we make them again? Right. Just I haven't started that, but. Happy, happy, happy comics. It's sort of how, you know, because I was thinking of the whole, this is not on topic, but I was thinking of the whole billionaire thing, and I was just like, why is everything so gloomy? Like, can we not? Maybe because, you know what, I think it's actually on topic. I think it's because I've felt so empathically overwhelmed lately. Like, every time I go somewhere, it's like negative energy that I'm like, I just want to push it out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want it. <laughs> When I, I, I told you about that one tea shop I walked into, and um, tea shop, witchy shop, that mm-hmm. that shop, and, um, like, I walked in, and it, like, at first, it was the usual, like, anxiety of going to a new place, and, like, there were people there, and I was just kind of like, mm, I don't like the look yep. of these two people sitting at these tables, but I'll, I'll come in here anyway, and then as, like, soon as the owner started to talk to to talk to me, it was just, like, it was, like, a calm, neutral zone is what the shop felt to me, and it was, like, everything else that was happening outside just fell away in there, and it was so nice. I was, like, yes, thank you. You're, like, yes, the vibes in here, (laughs) good. Yeah. Also, we're at 82 minutes just to... Keep your head up on the time. It's a long episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I think we're kind of at the uh, ending point anyway. I mean, I'm done. I mean, I'm done now. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't have any abilities, so I have nothing more to say. <laughs> <laughs> and I have too much to say. <laughs> For how much time I have <laughs> I mean... Trust we'll talk out again. For sure. We always do. Uh, well, I mean, this is actually something we're, like, actually developing. Not that we're not developing anything else, but this is something that, like, 
doesn't happen in a day, so we'll definitely be talking about it. <laughs> yeah. So, Ryan, where can they find us? Well, on Instagram, you can find us at Mixed Witches Podcast, and on Twitter, at Mixed Witches Pod. And our email is mixedwitchespodcast at gmail.com. If you want to hit us up, tell us about your psychic abilities. Yeah. Don't come at me about loving Adam Parrish. I'll fight you. You don't. She'll throw hands. (laughs) I will. I will defend that boy till the end of time. Don't come at me. I... (laughs) Maggie Steve Otter is in the back like, yes. I... You right. (laughs) Defend my son. (laughs) Well... I hope this was interesting. I feel that I need to drink some water. Speaking of empaths, I need to drink some water. I've been drinking water this whole time, and I feel like I need to drink more. (laughs) (laughs) Also, somebody's screaming in one of the rooms near me, so uh, I think think that's the call. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Play it out then, maestro. (laughs) Bye, guys.
Chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. 